Hi, everyone. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's going on at the movies. And I saw a terrific movie right now called The Little Things. This is a movie about two cops played by, of all people, Denzel Washington and Rami Malek in search of someone they think is a serial killer in 1990 Los Angeles. And this guy that they focused on is played by my guest today, Jared Leto who really gives them a run for their money in terms of letting them twist in the wind, deciding whether his character is guilty. Is he a serial killer? Is he not? I've got to tell you, Jared, that this is one of my favorite performances of yours. It's, it's like a classic kind of movie villain that we don't know if he's guilty of what he's accused of, but we know he's guilty of something. This guy is a definite strange character, but he has humor, he's playful, he's all those things that make you remember a character. So did you feel this when you first read the script? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I said, I what is this? I don't want to do this. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was actually my, that was my response. <laughs> I, thought, uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, maybe I should explore different territory. You know, I, I played, a, I've kind of danced on the darker side of the moon a bit. And, um, you know, I thought maybe this wasn't the right thing to do. Um, and then after talking to John Lee Hancock and, you know, I realized that they're, they're there could be an opportunity here. He seemed really open. I said, if we're going to do this together, I'd like to, to, to kind of use it as an exercise in transformation and to, to really try to sculpt this, this, this wild man, Albert Sparma, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, into something quite unlike anything I'd done before. So he seemed really game. Uh, and, the prospect of wor working with Denzel Washington, one of my heroes, yeah. uh, and, and then Rami Malek in the mix. It was, um, I just couldn't say no. And what I love about you working with them is that, yes, Albert, your character, really tries to drive the both of them crazy. And with a kind of Zen deadpan that you have yourself, you know, there's, a, I don't want to say there's a little of you in Albert, but there's, there's some of it in you. And yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, you, 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 you take parts of yourself, other people, uh, experiences that you've had, and you kind of just build this collage, uh, you know, and with Albert Sparma, it was head to toe uh, from the walk to the voice, I had different color eyes, different nose, different teeth. I had some other prosthetics, different way of carrying myself. And, you know, it was quite exciting to put this guy to life and to really, you know, take a risk and uh, push things right up to the edge uh, and hopefully not cross over into absurdity. Um, but yeah, he is a bit uh, un un unwittingly, unknowingly Zen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he has the voice of like maybe a, a soothing yoga teacher or something. He does. There, there, there's one, I don't want to spoil any plot details, but there's one point where they've both taken you to the police station in LA. It's an interrogation room and the phone rings and Albert says, is that for me? You know, quite, quite innocently. It's that kind of thing that he's open to sort of any moment until he's ready to spring 
with something that will make Denzel crazy, you know, yeah. Obama crazy. I mean, there's nothing more fun than, you know, uh, antagonizing the other characters in the film. And for Sparma, <laughs> you know, he uses that as a, a, a tool. He likes to keep people off balance, off center. And humor is one of the ways that he does it. Uh, and it was quite fun to show up on set and to bring all kinds of different um, ideas for ad libs and improv. And uh, John Lee Hancock was amazing because, you know, he was the writer as well, um, mm -hmm. um, but incredibly uh, generous with the opportunity to, you know, improvise and ad lib. And he really just let me go to town. Well, you haven't worked with Denzel or Rami before, right? No, 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 I, I hadn't. And I didn't know them uh, either. And I mean, what, what was kind of fun as well is that we didn't do any rehearsal, like for the interrogation scene you're talking about. That was the first scene with all three of us. And the first big scene, it was quite intense and intimidating, uh, exciting. And there was a lot of pressure. Um, and it was explosive on set it was it was there were fireworks uh going off it was really exciting to get in the ring with those guys everyone came prepared i think we all knew there was an opportunity there uh and and we all took advantage of it well you know all of you have oscars so yeah nobody can ask you to do anything you don't want to do right you just hold that thing up you can take it with you yeah that every day if you want yeah, I mean the thing is substantial. You you could certainly uh, uh, get, uh, cause cause some damage with it. Uh, it is, uh, you know, Denzel Washington said the other day. You know, trophies they it's like when you're a prize fighter that the belt you won the last time is not going to help you this time in the ring, mm -hmm. and uh, it's true. You know, you you it's a beautiful thing to be acknowledged and. You know, winning the Oscar was, you, you know, an unforgettable highlight of my life. And to share that with my family and my friends and supporters uh, through my life was was a really special thing. It doesn't help you when you're sitting opposite Denzel Washington and you've got to deliver. Uh, it, 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 you know, it it. You know, you don't you can't pull your Oscar out and be like, oh, can I get another take, please? You've got to do the work. You've got to show up and be prepared and be brave and take great risk. Um, and, you know, this film, I had a really beautiful experience on it. I got to work with some, you know, people that I really admired and, you know, I felt their faith in me and the all the mutual respect that we had for one another and our uh, and the process was really quite a wonderful thing. When you're making a movie, you got to be prepared, just as you say, you know, you might be able to joke around later, but you're doing it and you have to be professional about doing it. Was there time on this set to just joke around and have fun? Uh, I saved all my joking for Albert Sparma and the <laughs> ad libs. Like, it's like, you know, you want to like, you want to save all that humor you know, I always like jokes and humor. They're like an avocado. They only last so long before they turn brown, you know, so you want to really, you want to really focus and save that, uh, that, that energy for when you're rolling. Um, 
you know, Denzel and I made a decision early on, kind of an unspoken decision that we were going to stay really distant and, mm -hmm. um, and not communicate. Uh, and that was really fun because when we did, it was really charged. Um, and I think that was, that was helpful for, for both of us. And, uh, I, you know, I just think the world of him for me, he's, he, he's, he's my Brando and, uh, he, he, he's just the best. When you're looking at the little things or thinking about playing Albert, is there a moment in this movie of you playing him that sticks with you personally? Because something in that moment, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is my best scene, just that it spoke to you personally in playing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I remember the first time that I improvised with uh, Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. which is quite intimidating to do. You know, I mean, I have so much respect for him, but I thought it was appropriate for the character to, you know, kind of live in that risky place. And mm -hmm. it's also how you get to the good stuff, I think, because not, not just improvisation with, with dialogue, some it can be behavior, it can be a little change, you know, but I remember the first time I went on a limb with, with uh, Denzel Washington and he responded in a way that was, you know, I said something, you know, oh, I missed you or we should go to Disneyland. I, I don't know. I said something ridiculous. At one point I started singing uh, um, somewhere over the rainbow, uh, somewhere over the rainbow to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, but anyway, I remember the first time that, you know, I lobbed something out at him mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, he's the detective. And in the moment, you know, I was in Sparmer's shoes. I was bracing myself for him to kind of reprimand me or something. You know, I, I was kind of throwing something antagonistically towards him, but he caught it and he smiled and he was so sweet and charming to Sparma, uh, com complete opposite of what maybe what would be expected. And I thought, well, how genius is that? Because of course, Deke would empathize and try to build trust with Sparma. And he, he gave me that that billion dollar Denzel. Yeah, no, it's a billion dollars, all right. Yeah, yeah, a billion dollar smile. And he responded, I missed you too, or something like that. And I was just like, yes, you know, <laughs> I, I just thought, wow, this is going to be incredible. Because I'm going to be able to give and he's going to give back even more than I, you know, would ever expect. And every time I caught his eye, you know, there'd be a twinkle in his eye or a change or, you know, he was, he's just so incredibly instinctive and sensitive and in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's where I want to live as well. So it was a, it was a great lesson. Well, you don't, you're very careful about the choices you make. You know, you just don't do, a movie or two a year you you selectively do it you when you played the joker in suicide squad you had to know that there were other people that played that part before is that intimidating i mean i suppose it is in a way it's like shakespeare or something you know uh you're not the first to play macbeth and you're, and you're not going to be the last but you know it's an opportunity and you want to take advantage of it and you know, there are roles like that that 
come up. I mean, I suppose in, in cinema, as cinema continues to kind of grow up, it's not that old, I guess, if you think about it. Uh, but there are some roles that seem to get interpreted over and over again. And, um, you know, it's fun. It can be daunting, but it's also really fun and exciting. And it's great to step into the ring uh, and try your best and take a swing at things. I have a film coming out called Morbius, which I'm yeah. really excited about. It's a Marvel character, uh, but he's never been on screen before. So that was like kind of fun to do something for the first time. And it's very transformative and uh, kind of like taking a character study and, and putting it inside one of these um, big, huge, fun, action-filled, uh, adventurous um, movies. Yeah, it sounds like you can't pigeonhole it. It's a vampire movie, but it's not. You know, it's yeah, more of a more of a Jekyll and Hyde thing mm -hmm. than anything. Uh, I go from being like, you know, emaciated and on the, you know, um, on the brink of death and uh, to finding a cure. I'm, I play a, this kind of brilliant uh, doctor, if I don't say so myself, but he's a, a scientist and a doctor, and uh, he, he develops a cure for his disease and gets really strong and. Um, you know, is excited, finds this cure, but then there's kind of something goes wrong. So I, I get to play this guy and, you know, monstrous and, and emaciated and, and, and kind of, uh, it's really interesting to, to jump all over the place like that. Are we going to see you, more of you as the Joker in Zack Snyder's uh, new cut of Justice League? Well, you have to ask Zack about that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like... You know, I, I can't confirm or deny uh, that any of that went went down, but uh, but I do do love Zack Snyder, and I love what 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 he's done, uh, and uh, you know, big fan of big fan of his, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny that you said you know I'm not the type of guy to make you know a couple movies a year, and, and I, I'm absolutely not. I mean, I think. You know, I took so much time off from movies. I think before Dallas Buyers Club, I have almost, you know, five or six years. And, you know, there's a whole contingent of people that know my music. And then they kind of found out, wait, you're an actor. And then there are people that know me as an actor, find out I make music. Uh, and it kind of ebbs and flows. And some people enjoy both. Uh, uh, but this year I'm actually making a... Uh, a couple doing a couple of things, which is rare for me. Uh, and, but I'm excited to, I'm actually most excited to see what I learn from it. You know, I heard, uh, you know, Conor McGregor just took a, a loss the last night or the night before last. And, you know, he was he said right after the fight, he says, you know, um, he didn't use the word exposure, but he said, this is, you know, a, a large part of it is like exposure. You got to get in the ring. I haven't been in the ring for, uh, you know, consistently. And that yeah. consistency is really important, um, you know, and, and, and I'm curious to see what that consistency is going to provide me as far as like you know, lessons, education and improvements uh, as an actor. We always go out on this show with a little bit of a song. You gave me a little somewhere over the rainbow, but what yeah. do you think? What kind of music is going on in Albert Sparma's head? You know, living in 1990 in Los Angeles, what do you think 
is going on in there? Well, polka for sure. Polka. Uh, you know, underrated, uh, but will <laughs> will will definitely live forever. The polka. Uh, you know, and if you saw Albert uh, dance, it would blow your mind. And the way he <laughs> well, shuffles across I that floor. I can't see that now, and I don't know what polka song it actually is that you could give me a few bars of. Do you actually have? Oh, me? No. Well, no. We'd have to bring Sparman back to life, and that—that that, I'm not so sure. Well, then let's not that. do that. So, just yeah. end. Take us out in something that's musical because that's part of you. That's part of who you are as an artist. You, I mean, I'm definitely not going to sing right now. Uh, I but, it doesn't uh, have to be but, a song. I'm just yeah. looking for this little bit of a melody of something. A little bit of a melody. Yeah. You did it last time, Jared. Did I? What did I? I don't think I did. Did I really? Because yeah, I'm quite shy when it comes down to uh just to, to, to just to singing like this um uh but but um do the second line of over the rainbow uh i don't know it but uh somewhere over the rainbow that's how i kind of sang it as pharma like in that voice or something so hey well you've made me very Make happy me sweat man. over here Yes, it's just, it's like, yeah, you're making me, making me sweat. Yeah, well, that's always good, too, that that happens. Anyway, my friend, I congratulate you on this. This Thank is you. like really terrific work in a movie that I think everybody is going to see something other than they think they're seeing when they go in, which is the best compliment I could pay a movie. So stay healthy, stay strong. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me and uh, your class act. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it.